You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. And on this week's episode, we will be talking about our second Christmas romance movie of the season, Christmas with You. Yay! <laughs> um, but before we get into that, Chelsea, what have you been doing this week? Well, it's literally been a week since I talked to y'all, so literally nothing but moving and starting my job again. So, working. Moving, working. Like, I have barely any time to even catch up with K-pop and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> like, going to bed, like, <laughs> like 8.30. I'm like, all right. <laughs> right for Night, bed. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but how about you? Uh, in true tea time fashion, I have a bunch of stuff I can talk about. <laughs> right. Um. So I watched the first season of Wednesday. Mm. Uh, which is the the Netflix show about Wednesday Adams from the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Um, wrap that up on my day off that I randomly took on Friday. Good. Uh, it's fantastic. Okay. Um, good. I, I thought it was very good. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Jenny Ortega, who plays Jenna Jenna Ortega. Sorry, Jenny Jenna. I, I Jenna. think it's Jenny. Is it Jenny? Now we gotta look it up. (laughs) Now I gotta verify. I, I had I really want to watch it, but Jenna, Jenna. it is Jenna. Oh, okay. Well, glad I verified Jenna Ortega. Um, she did a fantastic job playing Wednesday. Good. Um, and it was a Tim Burton show, Mm -hmm. so obviously it was creepy and weird and. Just very, very good. Um, And then yesterday, my sister and her boyfriend were over. And her boyfriend and my dad were just, like, talking about, like, weird stuff. I don't know what was happening. They were just, like, talking. And Michelle and I were, like, I don't know what to watch. So we were just, like, flipping through, like, Mm -hmm. on different streaming services. And came across where the Crawdads sang on Netflix. And she and I are both like, I don't understand why this movie was so popular. Like, why did everybody have to see it? Why is the book so popular? So we watched it. And um, yeah, I still don't get it. No, my dad's literally been begging me to watch it. And I it's and he like he he's like, there's a twist like you 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 don't want to like look anything up about it because there's a twist and like you got to go into it blind. And I'm like, okay, but like it's. I don't know. It's not a bad movie. Right. Okay. It was done. It was done very well. Um, Reese Witherspoon was the producer, one of the producers on the film. Um, She had mentioned the novel in her book club, which is how it became so popular. And apparently it's Um, been controversial as well. It's extremely controversial because of the author themselves herself Mm -hmm. her and her husband um highly encourage people to just look it up um i was talking to brian about it yesterday and he sent me a pdf of an atlantic article about it and i read it (laughs) 
Well, he didn't know if the article would be behind a paywall, so he oh, like downloaded okay. the PDF version for me. That's nice and, of him. Like, then. Sent it to me. He was like, "You should read this," and I was like, "Damn straight, I will." <laughs> um, but yeah, my sister and I like practically talked through the whole movie. We're like, "Oh no, no, red flag, red flag. Why is this happening? Red flag, red flag." <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we concluded that if anybody tells you that this movie is like their favorite movie of all time and it's so amazing, it's their favorite book. Red flag, walk away, <laughs> walk away. Yeah. To, to be yeah. fair, like, my dad and I don't have very similar interests in media, so when he was like, yeah. you gotta watch it, I'm like, I, you're really not putting me on this. <laughs> I mean, the twist at the end, like, I was Don't like, tell me okay. what it is, but yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you, but I was like, okay, but the whole thing, I was just like, right. I was like, this movie is just messed up. Okay. Um, I mean, I would... It's not a bad movie. It was done very well. It was very well done. Um, the actors in it were fantastic. So, like, in and of itself as a film, it was very good. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. Anybody tells you that this is their favorite movie of all time, walk away. Walk away. <laughs> red flag. Red flag. <laughs> my God. Um, and then my mom and I wound up watching uh, a new documentary that came on on Netflix called The texas killing fields um basically it's about a place in texas between houston and galveston where uh basically people people's bodies just kept getting dumped there oh gosh and they don't know if they ever actually caught they like caught a couple of people who had killed people who left them there yeah, it was like a whole lot of stuff. My mom and I were just getting like so angry watching watching the show. It's like three episodes or something. And we were just like the one of like one of the girls that they like covered, like she got kidnapped, and then the police were like, Oh, she just ran away. And then someone else got kidnapped from the exact same location. And they were like, Oh, she just ran away. And we were like, um, no. <laughs> no that's that's not how this works my man um so yeah if you're into the you know serial killer documentary things the texas killing fields on netflix good good three episode limited series um and then i had dinner with other chelsea um who is i don't think she listens to this podcast but she listens to other podcasts um but anyways we went to Kaju soft tofu. And I had kimchi jjigae, which was delicious. And the sides. I love that place. Their food is so good. <laughs> I feel like but, that's the place that you always go with her. Um, but This is only the second time we've been there, but she and I decided oh. that we're like soup people. So anytime that we go out for dinner, which is like once a month we try to do mm-hmm. um, dinner or lunch, soup. So we've yeah. done, uh, we did kaju before, and then we also did ramen before, so. Oh, okay. And I basically told her, I was like, I really want kimchi, <laughs> kimchi soft tofu soup. And she was like, so do you want to go to kaju again? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we did that. Nice. Cool. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about the Netflix original film, 
uh, Christmas with you. Um, Christmas with you premiered on Netflix on November 17th of this year, 2022. It's directed by Gabriella. Oh God. Uh, Tag. I don't know how to say her last name. Tagliavini. Yes. Thank you. That sounds about right. Um, I need to get better about just like looking stuff up. Um, written by uh, Paco Farias, Jennifer C. Stetson, and then story by German Michael Torres. And it stars Amy Garcia, Freddie Prince Jr., Deja Monique Cruz, uh, <laughs> Gabriel Sloyer. S- S- I put too many commas and I confused myself. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait, are these all separate people? <laughs> no, no, no. They're the same person. I just put too many commas. Um, and then uh, Zenzi Williams. Uh, basically, like, the thing about this movie, one, we obviously, like, picked it immediately because I was like, Freddie Prince Jr. is in it, so we have to watch it. Yes. <laughs> um, But this is actually the first film that remar- that marks Freddie Prince Jr.'s return to, like, the rom-com genre, which he was very much a huge star in early on. Yeah. Um, But he hasn't done one in a long time, so I thought he was great in I this. Thought, I thought he was good, too. Yeah. Yeah. We have different thoughts on um, <laughs> how much we like this movie or our thoughts on which one was better compared to the last one. Right. 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 That's um, the difference. Yeah. Yes. So the plot of this movie is Angelina, a pop star escapes from her daily life to grant a young fan's wish in a small town in a small town in New York, where she not only finds the in- inspiration to revitalize her career, but also a shot at true love. Sometimes I don't read the plots that I pull from <laughs> from the internet before I put them on here. Which is fine. Which is good because that's how we came across that like super like it was clear that the person who wrote it really liked Twilight a lot and made it very <laughs> yes. intricate. <laughs> and neither of us read it before we like talked about it. So it was like a surprise. <laughs> very true. Um, um yeah true love definitely come on they had way more chemistry than Lindsay lohan and oh, court overstreet i completely agree and they probably had at least five days to fall in love <laughs> no i'm pretty sure theirs was like no it was probably like five like three four well, okay they they had chemistry over like a weekend Maybe a slightly long weekend. Then they were like, yeah, you two definitely hit it off. And then it was, I don't know. It was like five days spread out. Let's just say that. Look, no one asked for these movies to take place over a long period of time. Every no, single no. every single one we've ever seen every, is always a short time frame. That is, that is honestly not at all the problem I have. So that's... <laughs> no, I, I say that like I have a huge problem, but like... No, no, no. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. So basically, like, Angelina is this pop star who's sort of been around for a while. So she's put out a lot of albums, but she's not as popular anymore. Yeah. Or the term the least... movie likes to use quite a lot is relevant. Oh, yeah. And I, I was, was like, like, ugh. 
WTF. Um, so there's this like new, younger, more relevant with quotes around it. Um, star who just got like signed to the same label that she's a part of and she's the you know up and coming pop star and angelina is like old basically is Mm -hmm. what they were saying Mm -hmm. um but so she's having that like issue right where she hasn't really come out with anything new recently and they want her to release a new christmas song and she's like that doesn't fit my brand (laughs) she's she's been rehashing her old hits a lot they want her to come Mm -hmm. up with something fresh in order to bring her back into the media and like holiday songs are i feel like they're always something that can kind of get you back on the charts whether or not it's like art or good for your career i don't know but at least it gets you money for the company and that's really what the the label was focusing on they wanted her to like i mean that's clearly like what they wanted was like bring her back relevancy and to make more money well they use the whole like yeah do a christmas song like look what it did for mariah carey and i was like i think i rolled my eyes i rolled my eyes a lot of things like that but to me i don't know I think the the beginning where they they try to like show her as an artist and like basically what's happening with her and her you know her relevancy and the art like the not article um interview with mm-hmm. the BuzzFeed knockoff can I just say I'm sick and tired of BuzzFeed knockoffs in these movies it's just I so know. speaking of irrelevant like <laughs> buzzfeed is not relevant anymore so why do we keep making these like (laughs) knockoff buzzfeed type companies in these movies funny because it's always like something that's clearly like supposed to be buzzfeed but it's like buzz celeb or it is yeah like celebrity celebrity buzz gossip or something stupid you're like it's very clearly ripping off buzzfeed but like buzzfeed like, I don't know. It's just been done to death. But that whole story arc, I love. Mm-hmm. I I think that was brilliant. The the making her do a Christmas song, I was like, okay. I mean, obviously it's a Christmas movie, so of course that's what's gonna, is what is going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. This this movie had like chunks that i thought were actually really really brilliant and original Mm -hmm. and then some that i was like wow we just went right back into that (laughs) classic like traditional stuff i don't know you know this movie sort of like took a bunch of movies that we've seen in the past and like put them all together right because the whole like writing a song with a nobody music and lyrics yes exactly 100 percent. exactly and then the whole like pop star just like showing up at in a random place in another like uh like small town going like small town going rogue and like trying to like be somebody else or go somewhere else had had um pure country vibes hardcore Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know if you haven't seen i don't know if you've seen that movie i talk about it all the time pure country it's the one with George Strait 
oh, the country singer, no. where he like just walks out of his career and then like ends up in some random place and pretends like no one knows who he is, right? right, right and right. then falls in love with a you know a normie, of a course. regular person. Um, but it, it has that where it's like celebrity or pr- princess protection. Remember the like the Disney oh, Channel movie? Yes. <laughs> that what I that reference I get. I was trying to think of one where it's like because she wasn't really like trying to be like incognito about the whole thing, but it was no, like if anything, she was probably like, it'll be good PR. Oh my god. When she's like walking when they were like walking through the school, her with her agent or whatever, or her manager, yeah. and she's like in the outfit or whatever, yeah. I was like, okay, mean girls much. <laughs> like slow-mo cameo thing. No, like, okay. This this movie had like slow-mo moments like that that had me like cracking up like (laughs) it just all of a sudden they were like doing the whole like ha 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 here we all here we're all sitting laughing making tamales like (laughs) and i was i was like i'm kind of here for it like i don't know why i actually really found that part charming (laughs) oh the tamales part well just like the slow-mo like here we are we don't need dialogue to have you know what moment this scene is trying to convey kind of a thing i thought it worked they did that um for something else too oh when when she was teaching them how to how to dance dance or like to fix their Uh choreography or whatnot i was like this is fun i like this i like this style of directing that they're going for i was like like my whole, I was like the oh my god, I can't think of what to say. Um, but basically, like the way that she ends up going to see the fan or whatever is that like after some stuff went down about her like having to come up with this random new song and like things not going well, she sees a video where a fan did a cover of one of her songs and then told this sweet story about her, you know, dead mother. I don't know how else to put that. Like her mom died and Christmas was her favorite time. And then she connects with that because her mom also passed away and Christmas was her, their like season that they shared together. Mm -hmm. And so when she's getting prepped for a photo shoot, her like label manager comes and is like, (laughs) you think you're getting this cover photo shoot? No, we're going to give it to this more relevant chick. Which was just like messed up. I I really appreciated that they they took that kind of storyline and then kind of flipped it at the end because like I hate that they always try to pit women against each other, but this clearly yeah. was setting it up to do the opposite, and I really appreciated mm-hmm. that. And like so, she's like, I just have to leave. I have to get out of here. And I like her. Her manager is just like, as much as I enjoy just aimlessly driving around New York, do you have a destination in mind? (laughs) She was funny. I liked her a lot. She was one of my favorite um, parts of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It reminds me of just like, I recently saw a TikTok where it was like movies that are like real world relevant and like a uh, a character gets into the cab and is like, where can I take you? And she goes, home, take me yeah. home. And then it cuts to the yes. cab driver. And he was like, where the F do you want to go? I don't know where the F you live. <laughs> and she goes, oh, oh, oh. And then gives like the, yes. actual, the actual two streets. I was like, right? Exactly. Take me home. And I was like, how the hell is the cabbie supposed to know where the hell you live? And that has like 100% been done in some 
in probably multiple movies or yeah or tv shows and you're just like how are they supposed to know they it's it's like all of a sudden you're Patrick Dempsey in Enchanted and he was like, They know this song. How do they know this song? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um But anyways, she like finds out where based on like the what did she oh, say? She, she was the like geotag- she she geotagged her high school in her, her post. And her her manager was like, Social media is creepy and I was like, see I loved it. See? <laughs> almost like irrelevant exactly i was like we literally covered the first season of you on this show because yeah curtains people and do not take pictures of the front of your house or geotag your like just don't no so like in a you know hopefully non-creepy way she just like shows up at her school but she's wearing the same outfit that she was supposed to do the photo shoot in which is like um faux leather pants like tight pants a like sequined like faux leather top that has that's like strapless mm-hmm. like corseted with this like overly like not it's not like a fur jacket but it's a uh, almost like boa material yeah. or like it was yeah and then to round out the whole ensemble she had those like toe peak like stiletto yep. sandal heel things Yves Saint which, <laughs> oh yeah my son my bad my bad don't know designers no only because she like name drops it in, she's like sorry they're Yves Saint Laurent uh, or she what I don't like, know I don't know if I'm saying like four it right or five times or whatever of, like, <laughs> that's what why she put those were. plastic bags over it when she was trying to walk in the snow she's like can I borrow these <laughs> I just I can't get over how how like it was just really weird because like it wasn't snowing or like it didn't even seem cold in the city but then they went up just you know a bit up north i think she said it was like a couple hours they drove like a couple hours away and it's like blizzard (laughs) freezing cold and she's still wearing the same outfit and i was like girl you could have at least grabbed a change of shoes i know left so she's wearing this outfit and like obviously like they're walking through the school. At least she didn't come like bursting into her classroom. I know. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen. Same. <laughs> but also how the hell did she even get in that school? We have to talk about some school security issues in this movie because there's no way that she should have been able to just walk on campus. Very like true. Even in a small town, New York. No, absolutely not. And in, no. in this, in this economy, in this no. current climate, in Mm-mm. this country, mm, girl, Exactly. That was the most unrealistic part of this whole movie was the fact that she could just walk into the school the way she did. Very true. Very true. Unless um, it was like it could just be that we're like from an area that definitely has like gates around its school. <laughs> well, I mean, given the year and what country true. we live in and the given climate, in New York, like no. Yeah, it yeah. definitely would not have happened. But anyway, I digress. So they like, you know, mean girl walk it down the the hallway. And her her manager was like putting her hand up, like no pictures, please. And the kids just standing there, like, what? Who are <laughs> who are these people? <laughs> um, but they like go to the principal's office or whatever, and then they call for Christina and Miguel Torres mm-hmm. to come to the office. And I love the whole like, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> 
<laughs> because that's exactly what would happen. Because her her dad is the music teacher at the school that she yeah. go the high school that she goes to. But that was exact. That would be exactly what happened. What did you do? What did you do? Why are you getting called to the <laughs> exactly? Um, and then they like. Obviously, she has a normal fangirl reaction of screaming in her face. <laughs> her reaction, Angelina's reaction was like, oh, okay. And I was like, no, that's about what You should happen. have expected that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's a teenager. Obviously, she was going to scream in your face when she saw you because you're her number one best favorite most old bias ever. Yes. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, but basically, like, all she wanted for her, uh, she's going to be turning 15, so she's going to be celebrating her quinceanera, and she said that, like, for her birthday, all she really wanted was a selfie with her favorite artist, and she's like, you wanted to get a selfie, so here I am, and I was like, that's just never going to happen, because I want a selfie with Jin, and he's not going to show up in my front door. That's correct. <laughs> nope. Um... But they get their selfie, and then and then her manager's like, so we're going to go back to the city, right? And then, obviously, just conveniently, there's a massive blizzard snowstorm uh-huh. happening, and they oh, can't no, go home. Oh, you no. Can't, you can't drive in this weather. There's a big storm coming. And I'm like, why are you at school then? Like- <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're, they're obviously, obviously the most obvious answer to this whole thing is, do you want to come have dinner at our house? Yeah. Definitely, definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, oh. and like, of course, they established earlier in the scene that he was making pozole. So, of course, he's yeah. like, uh, I have pozole. <laughs> he goes, I made too much pozole at home and exactly. all this stuff. And and then, obviously, the daughter is like, he's a wonderful, amazing, fantastic, because of course. cook. <laughs> Because of course he is. Single dads have to be the best cooks. But also, in the back of my mind, I was like, mm, "Did you cook something out of out of your wife's cookbook, or was it out of your cookbook?" Right. True. Because actually, Freddie Prince Jr. is a great cook. Well, he true. has a cookbook, but he's not a single dad. <laughs> he's not a single dad. No, no, he's he's married to Sarah Michelle Keller. But nonetheless, um, so obviously they agreed to go to the house and he did the whole like uh it's a bit different than what you're accustomed to blah 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 very humble meanwhile it's like a know. gorgeous like oh, very yeah. nice home <laughs> they walk in everything's Huge perfectly piano. decorated <laughs> everything's perfectly decorated for christmas it's like absolutely gorgeous like an interior de- decorator did the interior of their house exactly <laughs> but I thought it was really funny when she was doing, like she put the plastic bags on her shoes because she was talking about she was like these are one of a kind I bought them like in France or whatever in Milan yeah, yeah I think it was Milan yeah I think she went to like the Milan fashion show or whatever and she's yeah. like I bought these specifically at this thing she's like I'm not ruining them um, but I love when they get in the house and they're just standing there and the manager's like take the bags off at least and she's like oh <laughs> bags off her shoes Oh my god. But the house is gorgeous. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like they're all in there and then uh what is it, grandma comes home? Yeah. And, and she, everything. I don't think she realizes like quite who she is or even 
knows, but she's very welcoming and like gets them all sat down for dinner and she's like, I'll just eat beans. <laughs> I was like, okay. I just I just loved everyone's reaction to that. She's like, I have to be on a diet for this like thing, and they're all like they're like, yeah, what? but just beans? Like, but just beans? She's like, it's high protein. But then, like, the grandma is like, no wonder you're so skinny. Give her some food. <laughs> like, all this stuff. And then he was like, at least have some, like, pozole. And, like, yeah. all he does is give her broth. Like, nothing else. I She's know. She's like, that, that, that's fine. That's fine. I thought he that, too. Like, I was like, uh... I like when he was like, well, just in case you, you know, don't want to have just beans, he goes, we can make you something else. (laughs) So dramatic. Oh, my God. But she, like, they end up, like, staying at the house of these, like, random strangers. Why does this happen so often in these movies where it's like, oh, we just met. Would you like to stay in my household? Absolutely no. Red flag. Through the kindness of Christmas, we no hell no hell no. That is a private residence. I don't care if you're a huge celebrity. What are you doing here? Yeah, with rando people that you don't know, and you're just gonna stay in their house. Yeah, axe murderers. Like just exactly. Yeah, she did not background check these people. No, like I know that Freddie Prince Jr. is cute and stuff, but like, what if Miguel Torres is like? top 10 most wanted exactly you never know you never know um no i think the grandma did recognize her because she knew about like who she was dating well no i think they said ricardo and then she goes you're dating ricardo and he's i think they established earlier that she was watching his uh so telenovela or yeah yeah, telenovela yeah his telenovela and then uh so she's obviously like head over heels in love with him yeah his character that clip they show where he's just in the casket and he's just like, <laughs> I'm like, alive. I'm alive. I was like, wow, stereotype much. <laughs> oh my God. That was really funny. That was. Um, But yeah, so basically like she ends up just being super effing nosy and getting everyone's business and basically figures out that he's writing a song. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let me play the song. And he's like, no, no, no. It's just for fun. Like, don't do that. And she's like, absolutely not. I will do whatever I want because I'm the protagonist of this movie. Exactly. And she needs a Christmas song. Dang it. <laughs> and basically decides that his song is good enough that she wants to, like, help Based him finish on it. nothing. On nothing. <laughs> it was absolutely one nothing. line. It was, like, literally one line. She's like... This is this is it. This is. <laughs> I feel the inspiration. Home is where the heart is. Wow, big. <laughs> okay, we, we want to talk about the issue I have with this movie. Okay, tell me. The song is trash. Oh I'm no, it's so awful. sorry. The song is trash. I I skipped through the song because I couldn't stand. When she. When they were sitting on the park bench, like, on their date or whatever, and, like, mm-hmm. she figures out the line, and she, like, acapella sings it, I was like, hot garbage. I was like, ooh, oh, no. I was like, that is not where I thought this song was going. No. No, it, yeah, was, they, it was bad. They find that they have the the chemistry of, like, songwriting. 
right? Not necessarily chemistry between, like, the two of them. Like, yes, obviously that develops. But they had shown her earlier in the movie trying to, like, trying to just pump out something of a Christmas song. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't get it. She just had no inspiration. So this one magical line of home is where the heart is, or they say home is where the heart is, or whatever it is, um, she's inspired and starts writing notes into his music sheet and they sit there and write together and then she like tries to convince him like hey you should help me write this song you could get mm-hmm. uh royalties and help pay for you know Christ- christina right christina uh's college and and things mm-hmm. like that he's like oh, i don't i don't do this like i was just like in a band and you know a garage band and high school or whatever and she's like all right well it's time to get the band out of the garage all right such a terrible line terrible terrible they use it like twice i swear i was like come on bro um so i think eventually he's convinced right and so they stay there oh they stay there and then he goes he goes whatever you do don't let her like the grandma comes in like she's like ready to take over and he's like don't let her drink past midnight and then he leaves and she pulls out that big bottle of tequila i was like is she a gremlin like (laughs) why can't she drink after midnight (laughs) and then they they clearly are hung over the next morning because they clearly partaked in the christmas tequila as they called it later Yes. Also, just so you know, that the theater where she had her little, like, gala or whatever. Oh, right. That is the Los Angeles theater, which is clearly where they filmed Black Swan. Oh, Uh, that theater. I like that theater. The BTS music video. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same theater. It's a beautiful theater. At first, I was like, it's the Pantages. And then they went outside and I was like, that's not the Pantages. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because they still have that like the same type of architecture inside. Yeah, it's but like I that think very old school. It's like, like Art Deco. Yeah, and I think that the Pantages is a different style of Art Deco, but like mm. the chandeliers. I was looking at photos. Wow, trying to figure it out. It's the same chandeliers. Anyway, hard research wanted... on tea time. That's for sure. <laughs> just wanted to these share are the that facts info. you won't get anywhere else. <laughs> No, I actually, I appreciate that. I love film location information. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, so they, they continue to write the song. I forget there was something. Oh, they were, they were going to try to keep writing the song. Like she had the guitar already and she's like standing there like, come on, let's go. And mm-hmm. the grandma's like, uh, no, excuse me. We're making tamales and you need to sit down and help us. <laughs> Oh, yeah. There was, like, that one, and then the whole, um, oh, my God. Uh, oh, she's like, we need to, you know, keep the juices flowing with, like, the brain, like, writing the, writing the song. And he was like, no, we have quinceanera practice. That's right. That's right. And she's like, well, I guess I'll come with. (laughs) I was like, I was like, is she gonna go... Like, is she at least going to, like, wash her face or something? I know, because her makeup was severe. (laughs) Her makeup was all over her face. I was like, girl, you should have washed your face before you went to bed. Um, But, 
yeah, she at least was like, can I just get like, and I was like, yeah, 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 you can. (laughs) And then she helped her with uh, some of the choreo Mm -hmm. in her dance. And she, I think she was performing one of her songs, right? It was, what was the song? It was like sweet and spicy or sugar and spice or. I don't, I don't remember. Something like that. But that song was okay. That song was okay. Because um, it was the song that she was performing at the very beginning of the movie. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's not bad. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> I liked that they, they also connected where he was like, man, I used to listen to like your first album all the time. Um, yeah. And then she was talking about, like, oh, I never got a quinceanera. And he goes, oh, well, what were you doing at 15? She's like, touring with J-Lo. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like, all right, drama. Imagine. Oh, just touring with J-Lo. No big deal. No big deal. He's like, oh, right. <laughs> I was like, that's an appropriate reaction. I appreciate that. Um, so they're obviously connecting. That's when, Mm -hmm. that's when I feel like they start to connect personally, right? Yeah. Connect personally. Then, then they do the tamales and that's like a whole, that whole montage. I don't know. I just found that very charming. I thought it was really funny when she just like reaches in and grabs all of the stuff. And just throws so much masa to put on. And he's just like, he's like, let's take half of that away. <laughs> he's like, let's just start with this. He's like, you've never made tamales before. Uh, no. She was on tour with JLo. She was busy. Oh, my bad. She's been busy her whole life. Excuse me. <laughs> but her whole thing, like, when they first, when she went to have dinner, like, when they had dinner the first time, right? She was like, it's been so long since I had a home cooked meal. Eats beans only. <laughs> Exactly. What about the pasole? <laughs> exactly. They look real good though. The food looked good, but she's the like food beans did look only. Good. Yeah. Um I mean Christmas is time for tamales, so mm, truth. I haven't had any tamales yet. I just had some the other day. Nice. Now I'm hungry. I know. I am too. I'm not going to lie. I um, had microwave pizza for lunch. Oh. Well, it was suck. It was leftover pizza. It was good. It was fine. Anyways, this isn't about me. <laughs> um, and my what I eat for my meals. Um, I'm trying to think of what else happens. Oh, but like, so she's going to perform the new song, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she invites... Christina and Miguel to be her guests at the to be her VIP guests at the um at the gala and obviously like she looks amazing and then like the daughter's dress is super cute and then Freddie Prince Jr. looks super good in a tuxedo um and obviously like he shows up and they show up together and yeah. It was cute. And they did that moment where she like sees him from afar and he like mm-hmm. comes in slow-mo. And oh, it then, was so good. And I was like, ah, oh my god. Like I really like was like all excited. And then wasn't it like Ricardo that came in and would like like record scratch like stops the moment? <laughs> I don't know if it was Ricardo or it was her manager 
like the the record label manager Barry or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was him. I think you're right. Because then he kind of just stops and he's like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> it was basically that. It was just like, Rrr. he goes, oh, this table cloth is beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's when, um, I think it is, you're right. It's her label head was then like, kind of like bragging about, oh, she got SNL, the other, the other artist that's on the label that's apparently more relevant it was like oh she bagged the snl christmas episode or whatever which to be fair i was like that's not really a brag anymore but okay cool though cool story cool, cool. Story. so happy for you um <laughs> uh and basically was like this could be you if you <laughs> if your song is a total trash exactly and i'm like Dude, what a crappy label head! <laughs> like, be more I supportive. Mean, God, I I, just I mean, in this in this day and age, we we we're just like oh, typical. Exactly. <laughs> because honestly, his behavior, I was one hundred percent like ah, typical. <laughs> no, I know. It's just it's just still sucks. Is all. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, so like after that conversation happens, she like goes over and is like talking to Miguel and Christina and. Um, like, I he, think he, that's when he said something about having like stage fright or something. Yeah. He basically was like, I'm really impressed that you're able to just go up on stage and perform in front of all these people. He's like, I don't even perform in front of my students. And I'm like, you're literally a music teacher. Do you never play the piano in class? How do you teach? <laughs> yeah. Any music class I've had, the teacher plays the piano well as we as we saw his stage fright is minimal yeah goes away immediately (laughs) i mean i'm not trying to make light because people have some massively bad stage fright and it's totally i totally get it no he just Um, clearly did not (laughs) did not really so she like is like oh i co-wrote this song with the person who's here, put a spotlight on him. Get him up here. I was like, he just told you he doesn't like to perform. And then she uses the line again, time to get the band out of the garage. And I'm like, girl, if you don't stop using that line, put the band back in the garage with the car. We're done. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. done. You're done. <laughs> um, but then they basically like he plays the piano and they play that horrendous Christmas I literally, song. I I skipped it because I it was so bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and so basically, like the whole thing goes well, and then people are it. loving it apparently. <laughs> yeah but then like things to, obviously we have we can't have you know happy happy romances something has to happen and she basically like tells him that she wants him to go on snl with her to play the the piano and he thinks that it's you know something more and she's like i just want a piano player and he's like oh, the audacity <laughs> well and it also like she got swept up in the moment of it because yeah. you know the the label head was like never mind you're taking the spot and she's like oh and she gets swept up in it and she doesn't realize that when she asks him to go on snl with her not only is she she kind of 
says it a little degrading by just saying like, oh, yeah, I need my piano player. And he's like, piano player. But the day that it is, is the quinceanera, which she already agreed that she was going to go to. But of course, he couldn't not go to like he has to go to the quinceanera. So he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I have real life things that I need to do. Well, so then she's like, you can come out on tour with me. I need my piano player with me. But Bunny was like, I just can't drop my entire life to go out on tour with you. I have a family and a job. Obligations. Obligations. Bills. Like, all kinds of stuff. And she's just like, oh, uh. Yeah. And he does the whole, like. Is that it? Is that all that I ever was to you? Was like a piano player and a songwriter. He was like, is that all? Which to me, I was a little irritated with only because he knew she had a boyfriend. Even though Ricardo wasn't actually her boyfriend, we know behind the scenes that they're clearly a PR relationship. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know that. He thinks that they're together. So why is he mad that she's not catching feelings or not isn't feeling the same thing as him uh, when she's supposed be, to be in a relationship. That would be a typical um, other person move of like he he caught feelings for her and she is clearly not showing interest. Is and, that all I am to you? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, because she, should as be. far as you know, she's in a relationship. Yeah, just oh my god, I get so angry about that. I was like, how? I was like, how can you be mad at her? Like, yes, she was definitely caught up in the moment, and like, yes, asking him to do all the things is out of line, and I totally get that. But yeah, to me, like, I was with him until he was like, "Is that all I am to you? You need to open up your heart more." And like, I was like, "Uh, no." <laughs> it that's it's, it happens in every Christmas movie or mm. every movie where the other person ha- is in a relationship because the same kind of deal happened with like a Christmas kiss, right? Mm-hmm. Where where she was like, "I was in love with you," and I was like, "He was engaged." Like exactly, <laughs> exactly. I was like, already, like the fact that you two fell asleep on each other in the house already a problem because yep like you both it wasn't just that like he was in a relationship like it's she knew he was in a relationship and yet pursued that nonetheless and that bothers me because there's obviously like real life circumstances where the other person doesn't tell the person that he that they're pursuing yeah that they're already in a relationship so the other person is ignorant of that piece of important information yeah but he knew oh it's the it's the both knowing Mm -hmm. is the problem exactly because obviously if she caught feelings for him it wouldn't have been a big deal because she knows she's in a fake relationship relationship versus miguel not knowing that ricardo is a fake relationship but also ricardo busting into the house pretty much when she opens the door and he was like i'm here i was like okay calm down he was yeah that that whole scene was was a lot he's like i'm here also who's this no one i was like jeez you know it reminds me of enchanted when the prince finally finds her and he was like who are these peasants and he like tries to like (laughs) 
that's exactly it see that's the situation that you can get on board with because he doesn't know that she's engaged or with this prince charming right yeah yeah so like you're that's when you're kind of like okay i can feel for him because he didn't know she was potentially in a relationship and he probably you know feels that bit of betrayal but in this situation with freddie prince jr like uh no dude you you shouldn't be butthurt <laughs> no wait in enchanted he knew because she was supposed to be getting married to her prince and she kept talking about it and he was like how long have you been with your prince she was like a day and he was like it's oh so well, good it feels like a day she's like no it's been literally a day and he's like what <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough um although yeah. i don't know i don't know if i would take that super seriously but <laughs> no 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 um but anyways, basically, like, they they have the, like, breakup moment where, right. like, he goes back to his life, she goes back to hers, and then she's supposed to be on SNL, and they have that, like, the moment w- between the two singers thing. It's the worst. It looked nothing like the like, SNL set. Yeah. Like, Ema and I it were talking so about fake. it. He's like, he's like, they, they literally we're like hey so you know the snl set let's make it look like the opposite of what it's supposed to look like. i know SNL sets, all they had to do black stage black curtain all they Done. had to do what did they Done. have gray gray floor red curtain look nothing like it. i'm sorry i was a little, i was just a little irritated i was like you had one job to meet the snl if you're gonna like, make a reference to something that familiar you -hmm. need to at least try to pretend like you're (laughs) like it's real yeah like it's real um so basically she like decides that being with the guy is way more important like upholding her obligation to go to the quinceanera and like get her man is way more important than her spot on snl which she gives to the other singer which she also like connected with her on that level mm-hmm. too because the she came there to support her. She's like, I'm mm-hmm. actually a big fan of yours. I'm uh-huh. just here to support you, despite the fact that she s- kind of stole her spot. I don't and know she, if that was wasn't really her fault. If you think about it, it wasn't. It was her label. It was fault. the label. Yeah, but it but in any other movie, they would have been real petty about it. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, for so sure. I liked that she was like, no, like, I'm just genuinely a fan of yours and happy mm-hmm. to see you succeed. And I think that's kind of what makes her like, I don't know, come back to reality a bit mm-hmm. and is like, yeah, you know what? You're going to perform. And then she dips and then goes. Shows up. Yeah. Shows yeah. up at the quinceanera to like s- perform or whatever. Mm hmm. Which was a cool moment. I liked when she did her, like, little entrance and everything. I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. And then, you know, true love. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that the part that I really liked is when, because up until that point, they'd always been wearing the same clothes pretty much. Right. And she was like, uh, she said something to him about, like, going to take a shower or something. He was like, but do you have extra clothes? She goes, oh, like, that's been taken care of when she comes down in the, the ugly Thea's sweaters. Give him, give him the ugly sweaters. <laughs> oh, my God. She was working it so hard, and I loved every moment of that That was part. hilarious, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. So good. 
Yeah. There was there was a lot of really good moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. There really was. I just wish the music was better and some of the dialogue was real cheesy. It it slipped a little too deep into like the typical yeah. Um the the tropes typical that we see. Yeah. I feel like it had so much ori- like not originality, but like it had so much originality for a Christmas movie. Yeah. That I was almost hoping that it all would be that way mm-hmm. and then when it did t- like tiptoe into the like okay stereotypical netflix christmas rom-com i was like okay all right i i almost wish it kind of just did one thing or the other mm-hmm. but at- i mean i don't know i still like i think that the two main characters had much more chemistry than in the previous movie we watched because 100 yes, percent Lindsay Lohan and Cordova Street did not have they chemistry. had nothing. No chemistry. No chemistry. Their their acting skills were great and like yeah. Lindsay Lohan did a phenomenal job in that movie for what it was. Some and I actors think just don't have chemistry. Like, they yeah. don't have chemistry and that's just fine. That's Yeah. I don't know. I think I think uh Amy Garcia and Freddie Prince Jr. had a lots of chemistry. She had good chemistry with the daughter she did even with the grandmother and then also like even her manager had good chemistry Mm -hmm. too within the family and like the whole aspect like it all worked really well like you could see the developing romance and all that stuff versus like cringe when they went to kiss yeah versus like like, (laughs) the other one where it felt more forced yeah with it like <laughs> they like whereas, lean in for the kiss, like. <laughs> whereas this one, you're just sort of like, aw. Yeah, exactly. Like it's cute. It ended well. Like the whole thing. It's just the song was terrible. It leaned too much into it. It straddled the line between originality and tropey, like typical tropes for these types of Christmas movies. Um. I overall think it was better than Falling for Christmas, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I think I think for me, Falling for Christmas, I had a bit more fun with because I knew it was the, the tropey it was and all that. So yeah. I was able to just accept that and just have yeah. fun with it. But with this one, I kept wanting it to just... I kept wanting more from it, if that makes sense. So every yeah. time it, it had a real cheesy line, I was just kind of like, ugh. Like... I don't know. I think they had a lot there. I think they had a lot going for them. I think in terms of Christmas movies, it it was original. Um, I liked the diversity. I liked the chemistry and actors. Amy Garcia, like, she looks great. Did you yeah. recognize her from yeah. like okay, I re- I was like, she's she's from a Disney movie. What is that Disney movie? Like, I couldn't place it for the longest time. So the whole movie I was obsessing over, like, where do I remember her from? She's in Cadet Kelly. Oh, she's she also plays... done a lot of stuff. Oh, she definitely has. And I've probably seen her do that. But the the thing that I kept that was, like, sticking out to me was she was in Cadet Kelly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, she, I know her very well from Lucifer, 
the TV show. Yes. She plays the um, coroner in Lucifer. Yeah. But no, she she's was also in done Cadet other Kelly. things, but Cadet, she she plays like uh, Christy Carlson Romano's like right hand girl, like uh, or you know second in command or whatever they the term is. Um, she's in another holiday movie called Holiday in Santa Fe. <laughs> oh, I think that's with um Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. So I mean. not awful (laughs) but we talked about i think we talked about this before we started recording how it's got the single dad trope with the dead wife again and there's like there seems to be some sort of like thing this this year for netflix Mm -hmm. movies netflix christmas movies with single dad dead mother thing it's just like popular i don't know why i think it's because it hits with the women. You know? Is this a Disney movie? Lisa kept, like, because that's also, like, Disney, I think, Disney I think thing, it plays too. it safe. It's, it's a very, a safe, yeah. It's a very safe, appeals to women trope. Yeah, because in Falling for Christmas, her mom was gone. Mm-hmm. His parents both of his parents were gone her mom was gone mm-hmm. um, i want a his movie where the parents gone. are divorced but they all get along because that's what my family looks like <laughs> she want you want yours to you want a, a holiday movie that represents the typical american family or one that's <laughs> similar to your family well no i'm just i'm just joking because like they never seem to like yeah, they 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 can't be divorced and then possibly fall in love again. That just doesn't seem right with our Christmas values. <laughs> I just realized that a Christmas prince is the same because her mom is also dead. Yeah, and like it's just her single dad. <laughs> yeah, can they what? not afford to pay um, two parents? <laughs> um, they're like we can't afford to they cast can only two have, parents. We they one has to be one. dead. Yeah, I was like, they can only have one set of parents because his parents are alive, but she's missing a parent. So they can't have two sets of parents. There are other traumas that people have other than dead parents. I believe it or not. <laughs> According to Christmas Christmas romance movies, that is the only trauma. That is the only trauma we deal with. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, what's wrong with what's wrong with divorced families and they can get along or they can not get along. I don't know. Why do the, why do the parents got to be dead? Easier. <laughs> yeah, well, it's more of a storyline, I guess. Yep. Anyways, we have one more movie that we're going to watch uh, for this series. Um, if you watch this movie, let us know what you thought. Yes. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um... But yeah, overall, not that bad. Yeah. Uh, Could have been better, but in the grand scheme of things, wasn't the worst one I've ever seen. Exactly. I feel like we end every episode with wasn't the worst. (laughs) Christmas Wedding Planner is still holding that torch right next to Snowman's. No, no, no. What was that one we watched with the like catfishing? 
with Nina Dobrev. I was that's literally what was in my head right now. I was like, I think that was my least favorite, or that one just made me angry. That one was the worst one last year. It wanted to be something, and it felt it like was trying to be something, and it just didn't do it. It just, you know. Yeah, it was trying to be something different, but it only but if the movie was made ten years ago. It was it was yeah, but it was trying to be like an A list movie when it clearly wasn't and it just had a lot of problematic issues and whatnot. Sorry. I appreciate is old. Catfishing is old. I appreciate a B list movie or a C list movie that knows it's a C list movie, okay? <laughs> I am fine with yeah. that. I will take Same. that and accept that. Same so good um and with that that's gonna wrap up this episode of tea time the show notes for this episode and um every other episode can be found on our website which i keep forgetting to change in the show notes which is anchor.fm forward slash tea time with kc uh feel free to reach out to us via twitter or instagram by using our handle at tea time with kc or at Facebook, if you still exist on Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash tea time with KC. Um, if you want to chat with us in real time, you can join our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links for those will be in our show notes. And you can also email us at tea with KC at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and basically every other podcast app. And be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode for a promo from all the shows in the Geek2Geek Media Network. And don't forget to visit geek2geekmedia.com to find out more info on all of our network's podcasts, streamers, and bloggers. And until next time, bye! When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu.